तुम्हें माता च पिता तुम्हें बंधुश्च सखा तुम्हें विद्या द्रविणम तुम्हें श्रीदक्षिणाूर्तिसुदेशिकेन्द्र द्वैपायनम सूत्रकृत मुनींद्रम श्रीशंकर भाष्यकृत यतीन्द्रम मध्येशिकापी नमा ओम नमो ब्रह्मा दिव्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंशिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य सर्वोपलवरहित प्रज्ञानगण प्रत्यगर्त ब्रह्मस्मे ओं प्रपन्न पारिजातायत्रेत्रकपाणे ज्ञान मुद्रा कृष्णा गीतामृतुहे नम प्रणाम सेवन सो वी आर इन दि सिक्सटींत चाप्टर वी आर डूइंग दि सिक्सटींत चाप्टर नौ दैव आसुर संपत् विभाग योग भगवान हेज एन्यूमरेटेड ऑलरेडी द दैव संपत् क्वालिटी इनिशियली इन द फस्ट थ्री श्लोका and then he is now talking about the asura gunas and asuras in general in the shloka number 7 bhagavan basically said asuras are people who do not understand the difference between dharma and adharma neither they have any purity nor they do any ha- nor they have any acharam which is religious discipline and nor do they have any truthfulness in them and then in shloka 8 and 9 basically bhagwan is in is explaining the asura philosophy what the asuras think about this world about the people what is their philosophy of life in shloka 8 bhagwan says te ahuhu they say as in the asuras say जगत असत्यम अप्रतिष्ठम अनीश्वरम सो द वर्ल्ड इज विदउट एनी ट्रूथ और द वर्ल्ड डज नॉट हैव एनी पीपल हू स्पीक द ट्रूथ द वर्ल्ड इज फुल ऑफ पीपल हू स्पीक ओनली लाइफ एंड द वर्ल्ड इज विदउट एनी धर्म एंड द वर्ल्ड डज नॉट हैव एनी ईश्वरा एंड इफ द वर्ल्ड इज नॉट सस्टेन्ड बाई धर्म what is their view of the world sustenance they say the world is sustained by the desire alone kama haitukam and aparas parasambhutam aparas parasambhutam means the union of male and female so this is their view of the world and bhagwan says in shloka number 9 which we are doing now basically having this view by holding this view the asuras are lost spiritually nashtatmanah he says we have done until that uh, second line we have yet to do we'll repeat the shloka shri bhagavanu vacha shloka 8 shri bhagavanu vacha etam drishtim avashtabhya nashtatmanolpa buddhayah प्रभवंत्युग्रकर्माण क्षयाय जगता अवष्टभ्य मीन्स होलडिंग सच व्यू एक दृष्टि मीन्स व्यू सच व्यू 
nashtatmana hai these people are lost spiritually who are these people bhagavan gives them an adjective he says alpa buddhaya they are people with alpa buddhi they do not understand what is superior and what is inferior they give value to the inferior things i don't know whether i told the story in the last class basically a king he renounces his actually uh, kingdom and takes becomes a monk sanyasi and he actually wanders in the forest and after some time when he is wandering in the forest because he is a king and he had renounced renounced everything became a sanyasi people from other kingdom and within the kingdom actually invite him and they invite him they uh, value him they give respects to him and they are in awe of him they actually are they praise him saying that how can you being a king who has access to all the wealth pleasures everything give up everything and become a monk become a sanyasi you should you are a great renunciate and then the king or the sanyasi now re- re- actually says back tells me tells the persons in fact i am not a bigger renunciate you guys are a bigger renunciate because i have sacrificed little small pleasures for ultimate happiness infinite happiness so i have renounced all these small little pleasures alpa sukham to go for and reach and attain paramartha sukham paramartha sukham whereas you guys are not looking for paramartha sukham you are actually willing to sacrifice that paramartha sukham and you want to remain in this alpa sukham so tell me who is a bigger renunciate this is how the story goes so here bhagwan says nashtatmana hai alpa buddhaya hai the asuras they choose the inferior option they are not able to discriminate between good and bad so holding such a view these indiscriminate people are lost spiritually that is the first line next line bhagwan says prabhavanti ugra karmana hai ugra karmana hai ugra karmana hai means people who are taking to cruel actions people who are doing himsa and why do people do himsa kama because of desire whenever there is an obstacle to a desire the desire manifests itself into anger and anger when it is expressed it is expressed as himsa kaika vachika manasa himsa at all three levels but there is also another reason why people take to cruel actions one is desire we saw but there is also another reason for people taking to cruel actions and that is the other side of the desire con as i said if the desire is not fulfilled it becomes anger but if the desire gets fulfilled it becomes lobham greed 
and greed is also a cause for doing himsa so whether the desire gets fulfilled or not fulfilled on both sides you have anger playing its part in fact in this greed is very uh, one of the important asura gunas uh, bhagavan will end this chapter saying that actually all asura gunas can be brought under three main categories we are now we have seen about 10 or 8 or 10 asura gunas so far but all of them can be brought under three major gunas asura gunas they are kama krodha and loba desire anger and greed loba means basically greed basically not willing to share things and if if somebody comes for asking for a share then again bhagavan says ugra karmana they will do himsa just like duryodhana was was overcome with greed he was not happy with what was his rightful share he wanted everything for himself and therefore he started resorting to himsa so ugra karmana so krodha and loba are the main cause of ugra karmana the root cause is of course both for both of them is desire kama so prabhavantyu they become prabhavanti they become ugra karmana taking to cruel actions ugra karmana they become what shayaya jagato hitaha ahitaha jagatah that is how we have to split jagato hita means jagatah ahitaha ahitaha jagatah they become enemies ahitaha means enemies shatru jagatah jagat means we you know world so they become enemies of the world and when we say world it means here both the world as well as world as a place as well as world as in the people of the world so they will damage both the environment as well as the lives of people so an asura because of their selfish nature because of the nature where they only care about themselves they don't mind damaging the environment or other people's lives so both physical environment as well as physiological environment they don't mind creating problems there so typically they don't keep the streets clean they don't keep their rivers clean they don't they do damage to the environment also kshayaya kshayaya means destruction so they become enemies of the world for its destruction world destruction jagatah kshayaya so all their acts that they do are only for destruction a, an asura is like a cancerous cell they destroy the body which holds them and destroy themselves also along with that so by going against dharma they become enemies of the world and destroy the world so we know i mean 
terrorists all these nexalites all come under this category where they are not they are lost spiritually and because of greed and anger coming from the root cause of desire they become enemies of the world and destroy it so this is the asura philosophy shloka number 9 now in shloka number 10 bhagavan gives further explanation on the of asura sampat we will see that more qualities of asuras <coughs> shloka 10 श्रीभगवाच कामश्रितुष्पूर दंभमानमदाता मोहादृहीवा सद्राहा प्रवर्तंते शुशिव्रता कामश्रितुष्पूर दंभमानमदाता मोहादृहीवा सद्राहा so in this shloka bhagavan is basically detailing people with asura sampat we saw that their main philosophy is desire we saw that in shloka number 8 that the world the their idea of world itself is the world is caused by or driven by desire so their main philosophy is desire and what bhagwan says is they will not feel like ending their desire they don't have a end point to their desires and for them desires need to be fulfilled we also have desires and one question that will come to our mind is will we be happy after fulfilling our desire when i get get a desire will i be happy once the desire gets fulfilled we can we can keep that question in mind we will see that slowly anyway now coming back to this bhagwan says in this shloka you know all de- whenever we get in desires we get multiple desires we do not get one desire we do not get two countless desires we get and the problem is not all desires cannot can be fulfilled nobody in this world can have all their desires fulfilled there is nobody even bhagwan if he takes an avatar he will and if he has any desires not all his desires will be fulfilled so we'll see here now in the shloka kamama shritya dushpuram kamam desire dushpuram dushpuram means insatiable insatiable desire ashrutaya ashrutya 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 means taking to so taking to insatiable desires they take to insatiable desires that is what bhagwan talks about asuras here so we can 
interpret this in two ways taking to insatiable desires the first interpretation is the asuras will never be able to fulfill all their desires because even if you fulfill one desire they will get another desire even before this desire is fulfilled another desire crops up and therefore it is insatiable they will not be in a position where they say all my desires are fulfilled that is one interpretation the second interpretation is we can say that their desires that they have are not practical to fulfill they may be even against nature and therefore those remains remain those desires remain unfulfilled so this taking to insatiable desires can be interpreted in both ways fulfilling all the desires is not possible at all in fact when we say by fulfilling a desire will we be actually getting contentment out of it so somebody says you know when i actually fulfill my desire i become happy happy is one thing but will i be contented out of by it that is a different question and shastras basically gives an analogy in terms of fulfilling a desire is if someone says i want to actually satisfy or gratify my desire by fulfilling it then shastra says it is as good as pouring oil into a fire to put that out to put that fire out it is as good as pouring oil onto a fire to put the fire out that is the equivalent for somebody to say i am actually satisfying my desire or i want to get contentment and to get contentment i want to satisfy my desire i want to fulfill my desire in other words it will not happen basically so this is what bhagwan says kamam ashritya dushpuram they are taking to insatiable desires taking to insatiable desires so what sort of people they are how will they be by taking to insatiable desire bhagwan further describes them dambamana madanvitaha they are full of dambam dambam mana madam dambamana madanvita so dambam means pretension pretensions means giving self importance bragging boasting talking high of oneself there are one set of people who brag and they want to brag uh, they want to publicize even the dharma karyas they do and then there is another set of people who boast even even though they may not have done anything great or anything they have worthwhile in spite of that they will brag and boast so one is people who talk up who does dharma karya and boast 
that is wrong that is also wrong and another set of people they may not have done anything worthwhile but they still boast about themselves and here shankara adi shankara charyas he talks about the second set of people because the first set of people will not come under asura sampat so we are talking about the second set of people these people will follow a dharma but will posture as if they are following dharma so they show off in terms of words body language whatever and show off that they are dharmika purusha that is called as damba here then mana manam manam is dambam is basically expressing that boasting about oneself mana is basically thinking high of oneself having this superiority complex we have already seen, seen this amanitvam adambitvam in 13th shloka chapter we saw that first shloka manam this pujyatya bhavam thinking high of oneself again it is not that this person has got some good character or value to think high of oneself but even without this even without any good quality even without any good character this person thinks high of oneself this is mana just because they are in a say in a high power a powerful position or just because they have some uh, they have achieved uh, they have got something out of luck or by giving money reaching uh, attaining some social status they think high of oneself so that is called as mana then madha madha means madam garva the pride that one has the vanity we say so some people feel proud about having the knowledge once knowledge i mean i know this thing i have done my phd i i have i have studied masters i have done from this college whatever they would have worked hard to get gain that knowledge no doubt about that but they will also have this feeling of pride in them vanity in them so this is again we are not talking about them now then there are others who have got their degrees either through luck or through some bit of unfair means you know they wouldn't even have that knowledge but they may have got into that position through some recommendation or whatever or they could have cheated in their exam and got results and although they have done all these things they will still have this pride that i have got this degree i have got this education i have studied in this college or i have done that particular course whatever so that madam we are talking about that second part here so madam madan vitaha madan vitaha anvitaha anvitaha means people with so anvitaha means people with people with what dambam manam madam madam so damba mana madan anvitaha mada anvitaha people with pretensions with superiority complex with pride so these are the asura guna again 
then coming to the second line bhagavan says mohad grihitva sad grahan pravartante shushibrataha grihitva grihitva means holding again grihitva that's where the word grahanam all come from the root grihini also comes from there holding the house holding the family grihitva means holding what are they holding asad grahan asad grahan asat means wrong sat means right or truth asat means wrong grahan grahan here means views they have wrong views they have wrong judgment they have wrong philosophy so holding wrong views wrong judgment wrong philosophy and bhagwan says why are they holding this wrong views mohad they do that because due to delusion kama krodha loba moha madha matsarya that moha means delusion due to the delusion they will be holding tightly to the wrong views to the wrong views and wrong philosophy and wrong judgment wrong philosophy here means what the wrong philosophy that they have is cheating others is okay having hatred on others is okay seeking revenge is okay and they are determined in that they are holding tightly to it mohad grihitva sad grahan asad grahan this is with regards to the people that they have so the, with regards to the people they have all these wrong views but not only to the people with regards to the world also they have wrong views pravartante shushibrataha pravartante they act see the problem is many a time a thought comes into our mind not all thoughts are good thoughts because of our samskaras of our previous janmas and previous karmas there could be some thoughts that could be negative bad incorrect whatever the thought can come but then we have to be aware and ensure that we do not act on it and that is where our discrimination comes into place the viveka buddhi is important here the problem with asuras is pravartante they act not only they get this wrong they have this wrong views wrong judgment they act on it also and the thing is when we have these emotions then the intellect tries to convince that the emotions are wrong but if the emotions overpower the intellect that is when when we say mohad delusion when emotions overpower our rational thinking that is called as moham 
then we act on that wrong judgment so pravartante these asuras they act and our emotion also suppose if we have made a judgment on something then the emotions will try to follow the judgment for example if i have this view that this person is a wrong is a bad person is not a good man this person is not a good man if i have this judgment my intellect has made this judgment that this person is not a good person then my emotions will start following it my emotions will start saying okay i should dislike this person so the emotions will also follow the intellect at that point of time and if the intellect has decided that this person is a nice person is a good man then my emotions will be one of love so intellect judging emotions follow and generally our emotions will generally follow based on whatever knowledge or intellect that we have gained so our emotions generally follow the knowledge or the intellect that we have gained that's why people we say you know read good books the reading good books will actually make our intellect sharper purer nice sharper and cleaner and purer and therefore our emotions will also start following the intellect so this is very subtle but we have to note this important knowledge with that we gain is very important because only through right knowledge we will be able to gain right emotions the intellect follows the uh, rather the emotions follow the intellect so right knowledge is very important only then we will have right thoughts and generally when we act impulsively it is better that we act based on the right thoughts than on the wrong thoughts because if we are person who acts impulsively with whatever thought that comes into our mind then it is better that our thoughts are the right thoughts so our thought process follows the right uh, the intellect and our actions follow the thoughts so bhagwan here says moham delusion this is a fault that happens in the intellectual faculty moham is a dosha is a fault in the intellect because of which they act wrong pravartante 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 and then the next word is ashuchi vrataha ashuchi vrataha vrata we all know vrata we have many kinds of vrata mauna vrata ahara vrata all those things vrata means a, a kind of a discipline that we take what does the asuras do they also undertake vratas but what kind of vrata they take ashuchi shuchi means pure shaucham we you know shuchi comes from that shuchi means pure ashuchi means impure 
so they take impure vratas so generally we thought always that vrata means only for good and now we come to know that vrata can be both for both pure as well as impure suppose somebody has decided that i will not take shower for the next 10 days that is also a vrata that is a ashuchi vrata or somebody has decided that i will not brush my teeth for the next one week ashuchi vrata but what the ashuchi vrata that bhagavan is talking about here is even worse it is not this not taking shower or not taking not brushing teeth you know some asuras some people undertake yagna to bring down people they invoke negative forces they resort to black magic so those are all ashuchi vrata some people there are some uh, pujas they do in the masana the crematorium crematorial ground and some people do some penance also they do some penance until that process gets over they 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 have a vrata but of course nowadays these things have come down but in those days there were a lot of these things this negative energy black magic and all those things so that is called as ashuchi vrataha and these asuras play pray to dushta devatas dushta devatas and their dravyam the 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 offering to these kind of dushta devatas will also be something like alcohol meat all those things and their method of prayer their method of prayer will also be something like you know doing some bali doing some himsa to something you know a goat being sacrificed or something like that and their sankalpam will also be impure as in the desire is also not right desire it is either to get something through unfair means or to destroy someone or to bring down someone or to pray for disease for somebody all these things all these sankalpas are all negative bad sankalpas so these are called as ashuchi vrataha so bhagavan is explaining the asuras in this shloka i'll just again summarize कामाश्रि दुष्पूर दंभमान मदान्विता मोहादृहीवा सद्राहान प्रवर्तंते शुशिव्रता बेसिकली दीज पीपल टेकिंग टू इनसेशियबल डिजायर दे आर फुल ऑफ प्रिटेंशन एंड वैनिटी एंड हॉटीनेस एंड होलडिंग दीज रांग व्यूज ड्यू टू डिल्यूशन they act with impure resolve they act with impure resolve they have all this ashuchi vrataha this is shloka number 10 now we'll go to this shloka 11 now shloka 11 and 12 we'll do it together and bhagwan basically here talks about or describes the mind of such people 
who live in this manner so he's he's going to go a little deeper into what how their mind works and asura my asura's mind works <coughs> shloka 11 shri bhagavanu vacha चिंतामपरिमेया प्रलयांतामुपाश्रिता कामोपभोगपरमाताव्यतिश्चिता आशापाशतर्बुद्धा कामक्रोधपरायण ईहंते कामोगाचया चिंतामपरिमेया प्रलयांतामुपाश्रिता कामोपभोगपरमाताव्यतिश्चिता आशापाशतर्बुद्धा कामक्रोधपरायण ईहंते कामोगा so bhagavan here says people with evil intentions if a person has negative intention has got evil intention bad intention they will not have a calm mind they will not be able to sleep peacefully they will not be able to do their things peacefully they will not have a calm mind they might have remember as i said in the other class do not equate punyam with all these name fame power money position and all those things because here bhagwan says they may have my name they have they may have money they may have fame they may have power they may have position they may even have people around them so much so that you know there could be people around who could feel jealous about these people but people around them will not know what is running in their mind what is running in this asura's mind and bhagwan says their mind will not be calm their mind will be always in some sort of grief there will always be some discontentment that is what bhagwan says here let's go to the shloka so in the first line line bhagwan says upashrataha upashrataha means given to given to what are they given to first word next uh, first word is chintam upashrita is the last word in the first line so first we take the given to then the first word is chintam chintam means mental worry sorrow we can say anxiety in a state of confusion the mind is always restless that is called as chintam chintam so this mental worry and bhagavan says how much worry they will have a little bit of worry bhagavan says aparimeyam 
அபரிமேயா மீன்ஸ் டீப் பரிமேயா மீன்ஸ் மெஷரபுள் பரிமேயா மீன்ஸ் மெஷரபுள் அபரிமேயா மீன்ஸ் இம்மெஷரபுள் இன்யூமரஸ் டீப் வரி டீப் சாரோ டீப் ஆங்ஸைட்டி இம்மெஷரபுள் சாரோ இன்யூமரஸ் வரிஸ் தென் ஹி சேஸ் ஓகே ஹவு லாங் வில் திஸ் வரி வில் பி தேர் will it be for a short while okay for a short while i am having this worry then it will go away bhagwan says pralayantam pralayantam until death life long pralayam here means pralayam normally we will use it for creation and basically destruction when the when the yuga comes to a, chaturvega comes to a close there will be say there will be a pralayam now here pralayam means for that person which is death so uh, until death which means life long so these people will be given to deep anxiety immeasurable sorrow innumerous worries and until death life long so this is the gift they get because of their character remember being adharmic can give money can give fame can give power can give position adharma is a easy route to all these things but adharma will never give us a calm mind adharma will never give us a happy mind when discussing this the sam sampradaya gurus give further explanation here they they ask a question chintam where do they, what do these people suffer from after all they have money after all they have power position people around them what do these people suffer from where do they get this anxiety and the sampradaya gurus answer, uh, answer themselves they say yoga kshemam yoga means to acquire things material things yoga lic's you know lic life insurance corporation of india has got this yoga kshemam bahamyam that is their actual normal tagline yogaha means to acquire things and kshemam means whatever has been acquired to retain it to protect it so yogaha means to acquire material things kshemaha means to protect those things that i acquire this yoga kshemam there is also another shloka which comes in here in chapter 9 also in bhagavad gita vishnu sahasranam also we say ananya chintayanto mam yajana paryupasate tesham nishta tesham nityavi yuktanam yoga kshemam bahamyam same meaning only acquiring things protecting things Pro- acquiring things that i want to acquire protecting things what i have acquired so bhag- these 
these asuras have this problem of anxiety on yoga kshema they have be constantly thinking of bank accounts what is my what is my wealth portfolio what is my stock portfolio how is it doing how is the property market doing what will happen where are my investments every the mind will be fully active on what to acquire should i purchase this stock today tomorrow should i sell it should i buy that property sell this property where can i invest always that thought only and they do not trust others also asuras do not trust others easily so that is why until their death they will be constantly worrying only about this for others people around them they may think no look at this person he has got so much money he is so happy he need not worry about his his generation next generation the next generation after next but the reality will be different because we do not go in understand their minds bhagwan says their mind will be full of worry see sorrow or worry everybody gets even that sorrow or worry can be divided into two one sort of sorrow or worry can be what like what arjuna got so arjuna's sorrow or worry is different then duryodhana also got a sorrow or worry that is different oh, arjuna's sorrow or worry is basically a kind of a daiva sampat worry that is a yoga he he was confused he was he wanted to know the truth and there is an anxiety that i don't know the truth i have to know the truth and then we the mind is churned so the mind gets churned during that time until i am able to understand the truth so that is one sort of worry then duryodhana's worry is a self inflicted worry it is self inflicted i don't trust people therefore i have worry i have doubts on people around me i have doubts on whether i will be able to acquire more or not i have doubts on whether i will be able to retain whatever i have my possessions so this worry is not about finding the truth this worry is a one which will actually drag us further into abyss further deep into samsara so here bhagwan is not talking about the sadakas worry here he is talking about the asuras confusion asuras sorrow we could also have some kind of confusion and sorrow but you have to understand if it is a sadaka sort of confusion or worry that is different so anyway so here chintam aparimeyam cha pralayanta mupashritaha so given to deep and lifelong anxiety now in the second line bhagwan says what are their goals in life what are the goals that the asuras have kamopaboga paramaha 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 means highest goal what is their highest goal so everybody has got a highest goal our highest goal is moksha that's why we are in this class that is our highest goal for them 
kama desires sensual desires where can i get good food where can i go to a nice holiday what clothes can i wear where can i listen to good music all sensual desires kamopabhogaha upabhoga desire sense objects fulfillment enjoyment upabhogaha paramaha their highest goal is to fulfill sensory pleasures only that is their only goal highest goal okay that may be their highest goal do they have any other goal the last part bhagwan says eta vadati nishchitaha no they don't have they have decided nishchitaha they have decided etavati iti iti etavat that this much is alone that life is this much alone life is about fulfilling sensory desires sensory objects only or fulfilling sense fulfilling sensory pleasures only kavo pio majakaro life is about artha kama only about money power position wealth enjoyment only and here bhagwan says kama alone is purushartha not even artha artha is a means for them kama is the purushartha and for them dharma moksha is not needed nischitaha they have decided that's why we cannot have any discussions with them see only if somebody has got some amount of doubt or an open mind we can discuss debate with them i'm not talking about arguments but here these people are nischitaha they they are decided this is how it is the life is about this only if someone sees a snake on a rope and they are very convinced that it is only a snake what can we say we can only say okay run away that's all they are very clear in their goals of life and what is this is not an ordinary goal they are parama paramaha the highest goal so here in this shloka bhagwan says asuri sampat's mind will always be in constant confusion filled with anxiety and not just temporarily until their death this is important for us to know because we think success is about acquiring objects success is about how much how many properties this person has how many cars what car sort of car is he driving what sort of jewelry they have what sort of clothes they wear where do they go for holiday these are the measures of success that we have and we think that the person who has acquired the most is the most successful person and we all want to emulate that person we wish to be like them 
and asuras might have i am not saying all all rich people are asuras but i am saying asuras might also have this name fame money power position if you look at many of the politicians in india they have name fame power position people everything but are they really good people questionable and for them bhagwan says people is not for them their mind is not calm they are in a state of constant grief victory in life is not what we achieve out in this world victory in life is how much we have control on our mind what we have achieved in our mind is the real victory if we understand this we will come to know what is success what is failure we also will come to know what should be the goal and what should not be the goal so this is important so anyway bhagwan continues in the 12th shloka he further goes into their mind he says asha pasha asha pasha shatair buddha asha pasha before that buddha baddha asha pasha shatair baddha baddha means bound bandham we say baddha means bound who are bound the asura sampat people bound with what asha pasha shatair pasha means string ashaha means expectations shatair shatair means we know shataha shatanam purusha shatair shatanam is hundreds shataha you seen in uh, hindi commentary of ta- cricket also tamil also we say satam satam means 100 shatair hundreds asha pasha shatair they have expectations so they are bound by strings what strings pasha pasha means strings strings of what hundreds of expectations in sanskritam we have two words asha pratiksha asha and pratiksha both means expectations asha means expecting something but we do not know how it is going to be for example if i find a treasure or we get answers right for all the 21 questions and become a millionaire karodpati or we get a lottery without any effort that is asha then pratiksha means expecting something or someone and i know what it is and i know what is it going to be i clearly know and here i would have made an effort to get that so whenever i write an exam and i wait for a result it is pratiksha asha means uh, it is generally a wish i wish i was a millionaire i wish i will get the lottery that is asha now 
Bhagavan uses the word Ashaha here. So he says, Asuras are not bind, bound by just one expectation. They have hundreds of expectations from this world, from the people around them, from their businesses, from their jobs, from whatever. And they expect this without putting any effort. They are they expect things to happen on their own. And if the expectation doesn't happen according to their requirement, what will happen? Kamakrodha. Bhagavan says from desire it comes to anger. Kamakrodha Parayanaha. Parayanaha. Given to or it will lead to. So expectations give rise to desire. And desires, if it is not fulfilled, becomes anger. That is what Bhagavan says. In the first line. In the second line, what to say? Bhagavan talks about what do they seek? What do these asuras seek? Ihante kama bogartam. Kama bogartam means enjoyment of sense objects. Ihante, they seek enjoyment of sense objects. That is their objective. And how do they get this enjoyment? Artha Sanchayan. Artha Sanchayan. Artha Sanchayan means they hoard wealth. They hoard wealth. And through that they want to seek enjoyment. And how do they hoard wealth? Whether they do it dharmically, whether they do it with the Nyaya, Bhagavan says, Anyayena. They do it with unrighteous means. They don't have any Nyaya. They don't have no dharmic way. Nyaya means dharmic. Anyayena means going against dharma. Shankaracharya basically calls these people as thieves. They steal others' things. Not physical stealing. Not just not just not you don't become a thief only by stealing something physically. Anything that I possess that rightfully belongs to another person or that does not belong to me, or I have got it through unlawful means, through by bribery or anything. It is called, I am a thief. Shankaracharya calls these people as thieves. So, Asura who is trying to grab others' things. And it need not be just money. Suppose we give the helper less salary. And we try to get more work out of it. That means we are stealing their hard work. That is also stealing. Or we could be stealing other people's ideas, calling it our own, their intelligence, their knowledge and trying to project to other others in the office or in the corporate world as our own. That is also stealing. Or we try to bargain with people, you know, on the roadside, you know, trying to gain something out of the transaction by by giving less to what should rightfully belong to them. 
that is also considered stealing and then we talk about morality and we talk about the company not paying us properly we are not being rightfully paid by the uh, company we will have hundreds of complaints but when we actually transact in the other world we do not do we do not actually reflect on these things so this is anyayena and we will get shame bad name disgrace enmity all because of this this is the effect of stealing from others and say and not only that bhagwan says remember whenever we do this we get chinta we do not get a calm mind the chinta the calm mind it could be because of this fear enmity also this vengeance also or this people talking bad about me infamy or just by having papa if we are carrying some papa that papa also can create mental worry for us and i'll finish this shloka quickly they soak hordes of wealth by unrighteous means and why do they do this bhagavan says kama bhogartam kama bhogartam to fulfill and satisfy their sensory pleasures for the enjoyment of sense objects and why do they want to seek pleasure they think it will give them happiness but will they really have happiness bhagavan says chintam pralayantam until pralayantam until their death life long aparimeyam chintam pralayantam until their life end of life so here the takeaway is anything we get by adharmic means it will only lead us to sorrow and disease and it will not give us a calm mind so this is the shloka number 10 we have finished shloka number 12 now we'll, next class we will do the other shloka shloka from shloka number 13 onwards any questions or comments okay if not we will we'll meet again in the next class ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमीद पूर्णापूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णसूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्य ओं शाति 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 स्वस्ति प्रजाभ्य पिपालयताेन मगेन महिमईषा गोब्राह्मणेभ्यो शुभमस्तु निोकासमस्तासुखिनो हरि ओं श्रीगुरभ्यो नम हरि हरिओ हरिओ